Hello and welcome to the Remake Factory Hostage Situation, coming to you live from a bunker six miles under sunny Hollywood, California, where we've been forced to rewrite and recast movies against our will. I am Patrick. And I'm Jason. Well, according to, to the scratches on the wall, my astute record-keeping, Jason, mm-hmm. I believe it is uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, Patrick? Huh? I've got the uh I've got the the Windows 98 machine here in front of me and let me tell you something according to the atomic clock you are a, a yeah. week late. No 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 no. I I have kept astute records mm. since being down here with scratches on the wall and and that's more scientific than your atomic clocks. Everyone knows that. All right, okay. Well, let me let's just assume that you're right and I'll I'll play along with whatever uh Scheme, Can an scheme. atomic clock reach? That's what I'm saying. We're underground, you know. Like, does 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 the rotation of the Earth affect that at all? I think you might be off, my friend. Uh, but it's also connected to the internet, so it's actually an atomic clock somewhere else. See, we can't trust these things. You can only trust what's down here, and that's me and my scratches on the wall. Well, we'll make adjustments as necessary. And it's Valentine's Day, and I got you some candy. Don't you love candy? I don't really like sweets so much in my older age, but I, you know, I, I'll well, indulge occasionally. What do you, what do you got? What are, well, here you go. I, I have, little, I made a little bag, a little gift bag. You want you open it up and and eat your candy um, here for the folks. Okay. Well, uh, being cautious of of these things, I'm just gonna dump this candy out on the table and make sure there's no razor blades or use needles. Well, no red. Of course not. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. This isn't a trick or treat Halloween time. This is a nice I love you gift. So this one is uh I see you made a heart out of the the filter of a cigarette cut three times and sort of pasted together. And it's Well, I didn't have any macaroni needles. I had to get you had to use what I was around. Well, you know, we got cigarettes and some of these rations and we can't smoke cuz we'll suffocate and die. And uh, okay, so gotta do something with it. Like a little candy heart, but I can't. I can't eat a cigarette filter. So that one's not for eating. That one's not for eating. Mm. Mm, okay, that's like, you know like a Valentine. Oh, I see. I see. And then we've got. Uh, this looks like a bit of chocolate. Maybe it's brown and sticky. Like what am I? Is this also not for eating? No, no, no. That's 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 an old 1970s ration. That's a that's a piece of chocolate from 1970. Ooh, it's like a trip back in time. Hey, it's it's drier than I thought. A little chalky. I, I thought bet. it, and I thought it was gonna be pretty dry. <clears throat> well, that's pretty. That's thoughtful. That's good. And I, there's a couple more things in there. You might catch there's a, there's a couple of dominoes and and a single dice. And I thought we could make our own little Valentine's game out of out of, out of two Somehow. dominoes and one die. That's, and that's the numbers correct. on the and you know we're creative. Gentlemen. The numbers on the dominoes are higher than what's on a six-sided die, so we can't we can't relate it. Hey, buddy, that doesn't matter if we're making up the game. Uh, the game of love. Mm, I don't. Can we? Dun, 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 dun. Can we not? Can we not just what? not make up a game? Can we do that? Can I like? There's not much for us to do down here. You know, I thought I'd try something to do something nice for I you, I feel buddy. like we've really fallen off of our escape plans and schemes. Like, like I think we've kind of give, given up. Why would you ever want to leave? 
because I I don't want to do this. Do what? Play games? No, I don't want to live in a bunker with with another person alone, uh, while legally dead and uh, secluded from society at large. Like I really think I could probably be doing other things, you know. Well, listen. If if you if you were going to escape, you would have done it by now. Ah, uh, it's difficult when it's just me. I need someone to stay behind, hold the door open, and uh, you know, be a patsy for a while while I get get to Europe. The, the, why didn't this plan was never told to me in the first Happy place? Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you seem no. to love it so much down my here. My gift is seclusion. That's my gift to you. Is is that you can. Oh. You can stay, and I'll I'll just you know I haven't figured it out yet. Still got the bombs, the bombs in the brain. Why? Hey, while you're trying to figure out this plan, why don't you go get the piece of paper, my okay, friend? Okay, I'll I'll. If you wanted to escape, you'd have done it by now. Uh, I've just got weak arms, Patrick. I can't I can't climb down the hole. I can't do any of that. I can't do nothing. Nobody cares that I'm gone. Where are the cops? Where's where are the Marines? Why are they doing this to us, Patrick? I don't know. Because we're geniuses at making movies. I don't know. I've watched a lot of movies recently. Well, for our fake Valentine's Day, I have a film here. The movie is somewhere in time. Okay, so, oh man, there's so many options. Like, is it a period, do you mean like it's a period piece, or is it like it's a movie about time, somewhere in time? Technically, all movies take place someplace. Oh, I got nothing, I got nothing. I mean, it could be, I mean, just like, are you going to guess a year for me? Oh, oh, is there, okay, there's a movie called 1922? That's a Netflix movie. Movie that came out last year, though that, that's too soon to remake that one. No, it's it's not a movie called Night. No, Patrick, the movie is somewhere in time. No, I get that. I'm trying to figure out what it could be. Oh man, um, somewhere in time, like I, maybe like oh, they just did the Mummy. We can't do that again. Somewhere in time. Yeah, exactly. You got to give me their hint. No, it's somewhere in time. The movie is somewhere yeah, in time. I, I know. I'm trying to figure that out. I, I'm trying to figure it out. Patrick. What? The movie that we're going to do is called Somewhere in Time. Oh. But it was also made somewhere in time and takes place somewhere in time. As do all linear <laughs> stories. <laughs> okay. Is it a... Oh, tell me more. Give me some deets. Okay, let me just pull up the the file here, the dossier. Uh, it says 1980. Okay, Christopher Reeve. Huh? Did he make movies besides Superman? I guess he did. I've seen a surprising number of Christopher Reeve movies, as it's turned out. Yeah, they're called Superman one through four. And uh, he made a film called Remains of the Day with uh, some guy. Great. Should we go, let's go watch this one. He he made the movie using the movie make of uh... 
Richard Collier is about to begin an incredible journey into another realm, another lifetime, in search of the love he could never find in this one. That's Elise McKenna. Starred in a play in the hotel theater. When was this play done? 1912. Dr. Finney, is time travel possible? That is a question. Arthur? Arthur? You're the only one who can help me. Universal Pictures is proud to present Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, Christopher Plummer, Somewhere in Time, Someday in the Past. All right, folks. We have returned from the video vault where we saw Somewhere in Time. Somewhere I thought you were saying we're back. I was going to say back in time. Da 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 da. Nothing? Dun dun. Nope. Okay, let's let's get rid of the elephant in the room. Uh huh. This movie's terrible. <laughs> this movie's not good. <laughs> uh, is it the weirdest thing we've ever watched? I don't know. It's 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 not great, ex- except for the lead actress. She's very good and good looking too. You mean Jane Seymour? Jane Seymour was good looking back in the day. I never watched Doctor Quinn. That was one of my grandma's television programs, uh. so I wasn't into it. But good golly, was she good looking? I was I was initially familiar with her from the James Bond film Live and Let Die, where she was a Bond girl. Huh. I'm not see James Bond movies are boring to me, so I've only seen like six of them, and they're all boring. Well, it's contemporary to this film, so she's she's looking good and she's a Bond girl. So you should go Excellent. seek out Live and Let Die, even if it's a little bit racist. Somewhere in Time is a movie about a crazy person. And and that's about it. Like somewhere he, in in time is about a man who becomes obsessed with a woman and then discovers that she's dead, so he can't stalk her. So he goes back in time so he can stalk her in the past. Does he go back in time? Yes. Does he? This is this is this is the Peggy Sue got married question right precisely but but at one point he does go into the attic of the grand hotel and finds his name inside the register from 1912 yeah but his name's not that unique it's like just like richard something it's just like some guy's name mm, he goes back in time no, no, you're and right it's very like coincidental he's... i just think it's so stupid the mechanics <laughs> of it 
he goes and visits his old philosophy professor because the guy wrote a book about time travel and he asks him, hey, is time travel real? And he's like, the professor says, hey, well, one time I laid in bed and I thought real hard about going back in time and I went back in time for a split second, but probably not. (laughs) (laughs) And then Christopher Reeve lays in his bedroom in a suit and, and tries to go back in time and I guess he does. He... Everything that I read about it says it was like a hypnotically induced time travel, which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So do you want to... Should we start at the beginning just just for a second? So Christopher Reeve is a... He's a, he's a college play. pl- playwright, and he's he's got his he's college playwright. play going in 1972, and an old lady shows up and gives him a pocket watch and goes like, Come back come to back me to or me, something. Thinner. Th- thinner. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, that was, that was real weird. Well, that was kind of crazy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so we jump ahead eight years, and now he's a, he's a, he's a big-time Chicago playwright, but his, his life yeah. isn't, isn't all that good. He's got writer's block, but he's one of the I'm going to get away. I'm going to get away for a while. I'm going to go drive the coast. He ends up at this grand hotel, and he's like, I'm going to take a day of R&R and, and get my mind right. And this hotel has a museum in it. Well, this, it's, this it's, hotel a, it's is, an old grand hotel. I mean, I I get that they've got well, a little they, like it's 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 more than a hotel because they have a theater down the way that's part of the hotel. Like it's more like a resort or something. It's it's a weird plot of land that they have these, like. It's one of these like old nineteenth century like grand estates, right? You know, all the rich yeah, people totally. would come out and play polo and ride horses, and there'd be a theater, and they'd put on a little like this thing. Ex- these things exist, like the grand. No, hotel I believe it. I mean, obviously, thing. it does exist because this is a thing that's a, a thing. It's just he's there, and he's in. He and just you know waiting for dinner, and he pops into the old museum. It's a one room museum with antiquities about famous folks that have stayed there and famous things that have happened there. And on the wall is a portrait photograph of a beautiful woman with no placard. There's doesn't doesn't say who it is. And he asks the old man up front, hey, who is that? And he goes, that's an actress. She's a very famous actress. It's Elise McKenna. Like, he stares he stares at her photograph like it's like it's Vigo from Ghostbusters 2, <laughs> like he's transfixed. Ugh, he can't stop staring at it. It's real bizarre. And so he d- goes to the library and inconveniences the librarian to get him books about the, this lady. And it turns out that the old lady that brought him the pocket watch is this actress. Right. And now he becomes obsessed with her. Also, fun fact, the old man, Arthur, at the front desk, recognize him? Uh, that guy's been in a lot of stuff. He was in, um, he was in Home Alone. He's the old man from Home Alone. She got, she got her own earrings at home, a lot of dangly yeah. ones. That's, so he's a, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I love he's that old guy. He is a twofer. Yeah, he's, he's got dangly ones. Anyway. Uh, he looks like a guy so, who should have been attacked by a ghost in Ghostbusters in one of those scenes, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, so he, one of the books at the library about the actresses was written by a, a local lady. So he goes and visits her and learns more about her. And by doing this, he realizes that she's been constantly reading this time travel book that right. he had from one of his professors. And he also that's shows he... her the pocket watch. And she's like, oh, that's, yeah. Elise, that's Elise's pocket watch. She never went left home without it. And so he, with that, he's like, oh, she was interested in time travel or something. 
That's how she knew. So he visits the. None of this. This is all stupid. <laughs> like he creates. He he creates this entire scenario in his head. Uh-huh. Doesn't he? Yeah. This well, is awful. Mm. And then he visits the professor and says, "Is time travel real?" And he says, "I think about it hard enough, and I can go back in time." And so Christopher Reeve goes back in time to 1912. Where he meets well, Elise. hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you up for a second because before he does okay. that, he realizes he needs to. The the professor goes like, I oh, I, I right. blipped back to the 1500s for a second. I need I if I'd gotten rid of all the modern stuff in my room, I think I could have stayed there longer. And so Christopher because Reeve, your, your mind your mind's the one doing it. So if you see something from present time, your mind it's almost like it's almost like Wiley e. Coyote. You can walk in thin air until you realize you're walking on air. Then you fall. Right, right. So Christopher Reeve, this is an actual line in the movie. He, he goes into a store and he asks the clerk, he goes, I need 1912 money, is a thing he actually <laughs> says. Yeah, I need, I, need, I, need, I need 1912 money and I need a suit from exactly 1912. And the guy goes, okay, but it turns out the suit was from 1902. The guy didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Also, also... He buys a suit from 1902 in the year 1980. The suit is very well put together. It, very it well looks put together. fantastic. I mean, it's out of style for the age, but it, it doesn't look like it's a 72-year-old suit. No, it looks very nice. Uh, he gets his 1912 money. <laughs> and uh, he sets about uh, time traveling with his hypnotic mind. The, the, the mechanics of this. Someone like sat down and said, "Nope, that checks out. Like, there doesn't have to be any science behind. Like, this isn't science fiction because he's not like. This is it's it's, it's ridiculous, is what it is. It's 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 beyond ridiculous. It and is. Just it would have. He thinks himself to nineteen twelve, and that it we're, been we're better, okay with that as a mechanic. It would have been better had he not learned anything about the hypnosis stuff if he had just gone to bed thinking of her and magically snapped there oh yeah and then we, the whole time we could have been like oh this could be a dream like because i guess this this movie was written based on a book the guy that wrote the mm-hmm. book wrote the screenplay and it was about he was obsessed with this old old actress sure and now he's he's bummed out he could never get to know her because she was way before his time and he had a dream where he met her and talked to her and, and gallivanted about with her. And then that was what it was based off. Oh, that'd be kind of cool if I could go back in time. And how, how would that happen? So it was based on a dream. But the, the whole idea that he just said, like, he, he's, he's breaking out in a d- terrible sweat. Hey, 1912, 1912. <laughs> he's just like pushing his brain to go back there. And he's freaking out. And, it, and he falls asleep. And, and it finally works. And then now he has to do this, this you know. This is like the paradox of all paradox movies. Like, say what you want about Back to the Future. Uh huh. Like there, there is a there is a time. There's a there's there's a watch, a pocket watch, which exists out of time. Right. Like it was it was it only exists in this in these sixty years or whatever that he that he holds on to it for. He only gets it, it because he gave it to her in the past, and then she gives it to him in the future. Right. This this watch is a past. non-existent item. It, it doesn't yeah. exist. In any place else in time, what had what the fuck? The watch this could movie. be the thing that causes the time travel for all. Like exactly, and it just have it be an antiquity. Oh, this this hadn't have him find it in the dang museum. This was her pocket watch, and this, that, and the other. And then, mm-hmm. oh my gosh! And then he falls in love with her at the behest of 
Christopher Plummer, who is her like actor friend, like, like her manager, her manager, her agent, or whatever. And he, oh god! And then we have to get into the whole fact when he first sees her, she says, "Is it you?" And that is never explained. That is, it's never a thing. It's not like he accidentally went back in time a little too far and ran into Chris. The, the, the way I thought this plot was going to go is that he accidentally, he tries it once, he goes back way too far, doesn't run into her, runs into Christopher Plummer, and he like pours out his whole thing, right? And then somehow uh-huh. he gets snapped back. Christopher Plummer tells her about this weird guy who said this, that, and the other. Then he, right. Christopher Reeve, tries to go back again and finally contacts her. And like sure. this whole thing has been established, that makes sense. But instead, they kinda, they, they, instead, it's just like Christopher Plummer's like, one day a dude's gonna come and take you away. I guess is, is right. basically your yeah. explanation. So they kind of explain it, but it's not. He's not talking about time travel. He's talking about one day because he he met her as an actress when she was twelve, and he's been kind of grooming her as an actress since then. Right. And he says something along the lines of "A man's going to come and take you away from me." Basically, in 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 a in a in a sense that she's going to get you know married and and meet a man and, and fall out of her acting lifestyle. But when you first meet a guy, you're not just going to go, "Oh, is this the one that's going to take me away from my life style?" Right. Like you're not. You're, you would say hello or. Not is it you? And then he keeps going back to that. Well, why did you say that? Why did you say that? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Why did you say that? Don't worry about it. Even at the very, very end, why did you say that? Don't worry about it. It, Never resolved. This movie is never. It's it's so many things are never resolved. Like apparently, there's a sequel prequel book to Mm. this movie, and it's called like Elise's Life or something like that, and it, it explains what she did for the next 60 years and trying to find him. Yeah. Yeah. How she knew who he was, more or less, which I find super interesting because Christopher Plummer kind of realizes that by sending him away, spoiler alert, Christopher Plummer beats the shit out of Christopher Reeve and well, he gets hasn't turned to, to a it, barn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so... Uh... He realizes that by doing that, he has then created another paradox that, in the sense of sending him away, sends her away from acting. She quits to find him, basically. Whereas if he let Christopher Reeves stay around, she would have continued to act, or more or less. So what you're saying is, is at the end of this movie, what we need is uh, you, got, you got Richard Collier, he's, he's back in the present at home. And he's just like outside, and then Christopher Plummer runs up in a like a big yellow jacket, and he's like, "Richard, you gotta go back. <laughs> it's about your kids. It's, it's about your kids. We gotta send you back." Oh my gosh, how perfect would that have been? <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, Chris, and then and then Christopher Plummer would have given him the watch. Here, take this. And right. Think about it real hard. Can I ask a question at, at this juncture in the movie? Let's talk about it. Why? Do Richard and Elise fall in love other than the fact that they're the two most attractive people in the movie? Well, they spend the whole day together. Okay. You know, they go, eh. Well, I, th- I think he comes what it across is, like a crazy fan. Dude, he sounds so crazy in this movie. <laughs> like, like, no, 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 we have to be together. It's what, no, 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 I'm from the future. Like, he never tells her what's, what, what's going on. Uh, you know, that would have been a great part about this movie is he says hey 
something weird's going on. I'm from such and such a time, mm-hmm. you know. I, you know, if, if if he was able to like, if this was like 1914, he's like, oh, the Titanic is going to crash, or you know, can get at least prove some way that he's from the future or something. Yeah. And then they can have, you know, she can like. It's 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 the dark middle chapter where she thinks he's crazy and he's trying to win her back and that kind of it's never addressed. He's just like, nope, I'm gonna live in 1912 forever now, kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You know what a fucked up ending and, to this movie would be then is that he manages to to get her and stay behind and then ends up dying in World War One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then there's even more of a paradox because then he would he was never it was was he born in. In 1970-something? 1960-something? Uh, it would have been like 1956 Sure. So yeah, he's born in, 19, in the middle of 1950s. Is he, is he going to be born again? Like if he stays in 1912 and he lives through his, the day of his mm. birth? Would he be able to see his own birth? Like, go to the hospital and watch himself being born? Yeah, he could go to medical school in 1912. He could become an old country and, doctor and literally and deliver, deliver himself. himself. Yes, yes. As long as time cop get, rules don't apply. We have to get back. I mean, we'd have to borrow a plot from... He'd have to get his parents to get... Make sure his parents <laughs> get together. In the, yeah. in the 1950s. Otherwise, he literally wouldn't <laughs> exist. In 1955, he had to make sure his parents get together. This is the untold story of Marty McFly. Oh. He actually, he, he's the one who marries Clara Bell, or Clara Clayton. There we go. <laughs> uh, what mm. the hell? So, he persists, and he keeps trying to track her down. Eventually, he does get her to, like, because she has to practice her play all day, but he's like, yo, toots, uh, go on a wagon ride with me. Let's go out to the coast. Have a few beers. Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's this is why he. That's yes, why they fall in love. I think it's because every other courter, every every other suitor for her is is shooed away by Christopher Plummer, mm. and he's the one that is finally persistent enough to say, "Hey, no, this is why you're so important to me." And she's never, maybe she's never been in love before. Maybe this is a little bit of naivety, kind of hanging around. But I get. But she's supposed to. I did the math on this when 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 we watched it, and she's supposed to be like. 20 like mid 20s ish okay that's like you figure that stuff out yes and no i mean back in back in the, in the early days yeah women weren't allowed to figure that stuff out they I, were told you're gonna marry this dude and you're gonna move on a farm and have 14 kids by the time you're 22 well then in that case this movie fails because like christopher Plummer is set up uh the william robbins character is set up to be sort of like a villain but he's like, he's never shown to be like nutty or obsessive or abuse. Like he's right, basically. Yeah, you know, some except for the fact that he hires a couple heavies to to beat him up and get rid of him out of the picture. I I guess, but like I have no problem with what what Christopher Plummer's uh, awesome mustache and cane work <laughs> are doing. Yeah, uh, I think I think he's. He's basically on the level. Like he, Christopher Reeve accuses him at one point of like you know wanting to get with her, but he's just like, she, I I built her up. I'm trying to yabberdabberdar. You know, he's he's he cares no, about I, her I mean, career. I get that, but at the same time, like, I mean, I guess this is the time, and maybe that's what the, what the difference is. He's from 1980, 
And he says, you know, women should make their own choices and they should be able to do what they want with their life and not because a man tells them to. And and in, in Christopher Plummer's eyes, he's like, no, I'm making her have a better life. Can't you see that kind of thing? Well, also, I mean, it's not like... I, I would get it if he was shown as controlling about her not being able to be in any sort of relationship, but Christopher Reeve just showed up one day, and he's only been around for about 36 hours, and he keeps yeah right. he keeps popping up at dinner and all sorts of shit. Like, ah, uh, I don't have a problem with, with what William Robinson does in this movie. No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Um... It just—I mean—he—he he is the villain in in the in the viewer's eyes, just because he's trying to keep them apart. He's an obstacle. He's an obstacle. Well, Speaking of obstacles, yeah. Can we talk about how how funky that suit would have been after a good four days without pre air conditioning days, a full wool suit all summer day, hanging out, running around. Yeah, Christopher Reeve never uses his 1912 money to go find a tailor or anything to to get a new change of clothes. Hell, he was in that dude's. He shows up in that dude's hotel room. Mm-hmm. You can just grab a couple shirts, man. He, he's a slick boy. Grab a couple shirts. That'd have been a funky suit. Uh, and I, so do you want to talk about the kiss? We needed to get into this kiss. There is a program on uh, the the cable television network. And it's I'm not sure which one, but it's a show about like we we are we're getting married and we've never had sex before. We've m- married each other and we've also never uh, kissed. Yeah, yeah. And mm. so we're gonna kiss for the first time in front of the good Lord and our families. This is um, and, you're talking about the wedding of the um, like the 18 and pregnant not 18 and pregnant. That sounds like an MTV show, but like the family, the Duggars. The Duggars, like, yeah, it's... older daughter married a guy, and they had never kissed or anything, and it's the wedding footage where they're just like... It looks like two seals fighting over a grape. Like, it's 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 the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the most awkward thing I've ever seen. And this was very close to that. Uh, watching this... But uh, we need to... We... Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I... Christopher Reeve, for one, I have a, I've I've had a little debate in my mind about which of these two are are more attractive. Like Christopher Reeve is a very, very good looking oh man. Oh my gosh, chiseled out of out of stone, man. Like I was watching this movie, and I'm like, Christopher Christopher Reeve should have never done Superman because it ruined his career. Oh yeah, he could have done. He he looked like he reminded me of Tom Cruise, basically. He had sure. that that boyish yeah, yeah. that whole thing. Um, but but watching him. Uh, Kiss Gene Seymour uh, instantaneously transported him into the Phantom Zone that Michael J. Fox exists in, <laughs> where he cannot. Where be he a, should never be around naked ladies. Yeah, he cannot be a sexual being. So we need to build up to the actual kiss. They spend all day together, and he's like, "Hey, can I come back to your place?" And she's like, "Yeah, but I got to rest for my show tonight." He's like, "Let's talk for a little bit." Sure. And then they get inside, and he says, "She says, what do you want to talk about?" And he moves very close to her mm-hmm. and just starts touching her face. He, he's like <laughs> holding her. He's, he's holding her head like it's a water balloon he doesn't want to drop. And he's just kind of tapping her face with his fingers. And, and she's just standing there taking it for some reason like a weirdo. And he's like, like slathering her head with his hands. <laughs> And then he, he kind of moves in to kiss her a little bit, and she goes, she says something like, 
this is this is happening or something. She also says no then, at one point. Does she? I don't remember yeah. that. And then they go to kiss, and they're, they're both of their eyes are closed, so they kind of miss the first <laughs> time. And they didn't. The, the director didn't go like, "All right, let's try that again." Cut. And he's like, "No, we're gonna roll with it. We're gonna make this look like it's a middle school dance. Like it was the worst thing I've ever seen." The, the I kiss, couldn't believe it was happening. Uh, the kiss looks as if Christopher Reeve's mouth is trying to traverse Jane Seymour's. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he tries to stick his tongue in her mouth, and it like comes out like <laughs> like it doesn't. It's not, it is the least sexual thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh my it is so bad. And you're right. My entire life, I went thinking like Christopher Reeve was this. He's Superman. He's the the man that every man is wants to be and every woman wants. And then as soon as I saw that, I couldn't see <laughs> the rest of the movie as a sexual being. Yeah, like they no they idea. make they make love that evening, and I didn't believe it. Like, oh, they're just gonna lay down and talk with their clothes off. It was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I can't wait to make a gif of it. Yeah. The the morning after sequence is, is, is a lot better when they're like, they actually appear to have chemistry at that point. Like, yeah. that was the first and time I bought about, like, oh, will, will you marry me and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they have sex. Do we want to talk about the... I don't know if there's anything... Yet. So, she has her play. We missed the part where she has her play. Oh, well, we didn't really. Right. Christopher Plummer has him get dragged off. And punched and tied yeah. up in a barn. All right, all right. And so he's left there dejected the next day. She shows up. Then they have the sex. Right. Because she was supposed to leave to go to the next... The next theater. The next yeah. uh, palatial Performance. estate. <laughs> right. The next morning, the scene I did like, where they're sitting around the chat and they're drinking wine. They got the room service and all that. And And she's making fun of his suit. She goes, I'm going to buy you a new suit. He's like, oh, no, I like this suit. Look, it's full of pockets. And this Do is you want to f- take it or should I? This is the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. He, yeah, he puts, his, oh. he puts his suit jacket on. He goes, oh, yeah, this, this suit's great. It's got so many pockets. He, and he feels something in one of the pockets, and he reaches in. And that's when he pulls out a 1979 penny. And the the movie hard zooms in on his. It hand. was a hard crash zoom on this penny, and it made like Twilight Zone noises. The the yeah, it is. It, I it, cannot it, wait to to make a gif of this of the zoom in in his face, and then <laughs> and then it, he like zooms out through a television away from Jane Seymour because he's being sucked backwards in time, and she's, and she's just screaming, "Richard, Richard!" I uh, this is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know what she saw. <laughs> what did she see as this was happening to him? Was he like Marty McFly disappearing kind of thing? Because she reached out for him like he was zooming through a tube in through time, like a yeah, like a Bill and Ted internet tube or something. Was there like a, did a wormhole open up behind him and he get take that scene was so fucking ridiculous. It was it, this movie. I can't hold on to it. Did he really time travel? Did humans kiss like that in 1912? <laughs> did he go through some kind of a wormhole? And then did he die by 
by did he starve himself to death in the hotel room? So he comes back and he realizes he's in he's in 1979 or 1980 again, and he's trying his damnedest to get back to back in 1912. Because here's the thing, for an amateur time traveler. <laughs> His second attempt, he just does it. So yeah. it can't be that hard. He does great. He's a natural. So uh, you'd think, okay, I'm just going to calm my mind down again, and then I'm going to make myself appear in front of her. Like, bing, just kidding. I didn't disappear. Like, he would go back to the exact moment that he disappeared from right. without the penny and be fine forever. And then never... It's, it's like, it's like, the, it's like the, the, the meme, the game, of like, if you think about the game, you've lost the mm-hmm. game. Could you imagine living your entire life not thinking, I'm from the future, but the second you think it, you're thrown yeah. back into the future? You would, you would have to know. That's, that's one thing that I was surprised about, is that this movie is completely devoid of a uh, guy from Future Goofs. Oh, other than Arthur. Yeah. He does know about Arthur. Arthur is the only thing. And the thing is, like, you'd think as soon as he saw Arthur and go, hey, you're Arthur from the future, <laughs> and then it would just <laughs> suck him right back immediately. <laughs> Like shit, I, I okay. Like, yeah, this seems like a little groundhog. This is a groundhog day situation of like he's how many times he fucked up and has to go back again. Like right. okay, stay away from Arthur. No pennies. Do this. Don't do that. You right. know. But then he like he lives with her for a while. He opens up a newspaper and it's like Adolf Hitler, Chancellor of Germany. <gasps> like he gets sucked back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw. He can't affect the timeline at all because then he knows about the right. timeline. There are because okay so yeah he ends up back in 1980 and he's like oh I'm devastated I, f- I found a love of my life and and now she's gone and I can't time travel back like my my time powers I used them he, up or something apparently. he zombifies uh, pretty fast he just then he yeah he just he just sits in the window and stares out the window and he turns into a wax figure <laughs> like it's it's terrible looking he looks so yeah. gross he looks oh, yeah. so gross and then the the manager Arthur comes back and says hello sir. Are you in there? And they they pick him up and they put him on the bed and he like has a smile and a, and like a ghost dad moment, and then he's in the the matrix with with his love again. I I guess yeah. I don't know, man. Like I didn't feel anything at the end of this movie. <laughs> That's the thing. Like when I was reading about it, like it, like it's it's like. Uh, Oh, this this movie is a what a what a tearjerker! What a what a what a masterpiece of love! It's so romantic. Like I I will cry at like at Kleenex commercials mm. or soup commercials, Campbell's soup commercials. Man, I'll cry at anything. I felt nothing than this entire music, this entire movie, except for perplexion. Like I was like, what is this? What's going on? The whole time I had no idea. I was just rooting for Christopher Plummer. <laughs> just kill him. Just kill him. Yeah. No. I mean. I would, like, I. they didn't, I didn't feel like they had good chemistry at all. I didn't understand why they were, I don't know why he was attracted to her other than he saw her, he saw her picture. I don't know why she was attracted to him other than he looked like Christopher Reeve and he was just around. That's the paradox. That's the paradox. Why did he, why was he obsessed with her photograph? Because in the past they were in love. Well, why were they in love in the past? Because he went back. It's like, it's, it's, it is an untenable paradox multiple layers with yeah. the watch with her with everything this is this movie there's so many ways awful. you could have done like he, i don't want to get into the pitch phase because i have i have questions about this remake but like 
the things you could have done, because he was talking about when he saw the picture, like, I get it. He sees a picture, thinks she's beautiful. He wants to learn more about who this person was, right? She's in the damn museum of the of the hotel. It makes sense to be curious yeah, about yeah. it. And he goes to that woman who, I guess, was her f- caretaker or friend or whatever, and he was like, I want to write a play yeah. about her life. Like, he was suffering from writer's block. He wants to write a play about her. I can totally see the scenario where yes, he starts yes, writing a play about her. He learns more and more and more about her. He starts writing and writing and writing. He He breaks out of it. He gets like he gets deep into the Elise McKenna space, and he inadvertently ends yeah. up back in time, right? And that's then all this makes sense again. I guess. It, well, it doesn't make sense again, but it makes better sense than it did the first time around, right? I, I mean, I that doesn't make it, it just doesn't make sense that he's able just to go back in time mm. unless. This is like an episode of Wishbone, and it's like all a dream. The kid wakes up at the end, and he really wasn't back in time. He just fell asleep at the library reading about her. And, but I don't want to do that either, because that's I don't have stupid. a problem with, it, with it, there being time travel magic, okay? Like, I, I am not... I am not. I, he doesn't need to build a time machine. He sure as shit isn't going to do magic no, hypnosis. No, like, he could just make it happen. It could just happen to him. This is, this is a farce. It's a fantasy. Sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with that. So Patrick. What's up? Uh I think I think a fundamental question to deal with is the question of the timeline. Okay. Do do we have this set now and he goes to the forties? Well or yeah, the 50s? in the original he goes back exactly sixty eight years, right? Nineteen eighty to nineteen twelve. If you line that up okay. to 2018, you would have to go back to 1950, would, which yeah, would be a completely different sort of environment. I'm fine with you all You could also that. have him just go back 100 years. It would. It might be interesting to send him back to 1918. Sure. No, no. It, it has to be a, a believable amount of time that a woman would still right, be alive right, in both right, of them. Very right, right. And if she could be 120, but she'd be one of those weirdo people that are on the news. It's your 120th birthday, and it's just a, it's just just dried up mummy that doesn't even know they exist anymore. Like that wouldn't be fun. My bones are liquid. Yeah, just ooh no. So it has to be at least I'd, I'd say 1950s five. And that that would give us, I think, a more interesting era. I mean, 1912s. They didn't even do much with the era itself besides she was an actress. The clothes were very like, different. If you go to 1950. That's a lot of turmoil going on. There's a lot of up, upheaval and a lot of change, what, but there's also like... What are you like, talking about? It's 1950. We're just leave it to beaver times. But, you know, we could see, you know, some jazz clubs, or she could be a jazz music singer or something, you know? Mm. There could be some interesting stuff going on with the time, other than just boring old 1912. Yeah, I thought about the musician angle, too. That's that's definitely a thing we could end up I'm with. Good. Uh, so, yeah, I like the idea of going back to, to 1950. And I would okay. like more of it, like, I feel like the hotel he went to in 1980 should have been more run down or something. Well, the the reason, and this is just behind the scenes stuff, the reason they picked this hotel and not the one that was in the book, that the actual mm. one he was thinking of, is because this is one of the few hotels that still had, like, it was looked like it was from fucking 1912. Ah. Like it didn't have, like, satellite dishes on the roof and a... And like tennis courts and shit like that, so it, like it would look the same as it would back then, basically. Yeah, because that's the thing. If the second you think about where's the where's the tennis court, brrr, suck back your time again. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I I still don't know about this mechanism for time travel. Uh, it's the Wile E. Coyote method of time travel, man. The second you know you're in the past, you're back to the future. It's kind of, like I kind of like it. I just feel like it was explained too much. I didn't need there to be a book it was ex- and yeah, a professor right. and a whole explanation of of how it, like he I could have totally well that's the thing so he it, 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 more paradox bullshit he is spurned to think that it was time travel because she he saw the book that she had of his professor in in the in the museum or in the lady's house right, right. and he's like this is my professor how did she know but hmm. like you said that's what I'm saying. Not not once in the entire fucking movie does he say I'm from the future. So how does she know that he's from the future? Uh, he just gets sucked through. Uh, he disappears like Michael J. Fox. Like we don't know what the mechanic was that she saw, unless it was almost like Bioshock Infinite, where like a rip a tear mm. opened up and she saw she saw like a marquee behind him. 1980 Star Wars and she, you know whatever that kind of thing is. Yeah, I mean, you could you could plant these people in a real terrible loop, right? Because he oh, yeah. he comes back to 1912 and they fall in love. Then her going forward in time wants him to come back. She star she tracks him down because she has basic knowledge of who he is and she does she manipulates something to get him into the class of the professor who wrote the time travel book she then has the time travel book she plants it at her friend's house goes to see him uh in 1972 i i'm shaking my head furiously <laughs> at how convoluted this fucking thing is so that he cuz she knows he will be at the grand hotel he sees her picture, goes to the friend's house, gets the book that Elise planted, which leads him to the professor that he knows so he can talk to about time travel, which leads him to hypnotize himself back in time so he can meet her. No, that's, <laughs> that's too convoluted. It's too convoluted. That's, that is, it's, it's bad writing and another paradox that she knew it was time travel, unless it was like an, a Bioshock Infinite rift that she saw a, t- a date behind him as he got pulled through back into it here's here's i mean let's say do we see the penny again Unless, when he gets ooh, back did he leave the penny when he gets sucked on. back in time i was just gonna say the penny the penny is what he drops but he didn't drop it in the movie he drops it he drops it current time oh. which makes me think even more that it was just a stupid dream because he does he drops it on the by the bedside but if he but if he did drop it in a remake of the movie, then she would know that he was from <laughs> the future. That year. Right. And then... <laughs> the mm. thing is, she would, have to f- she would have to find him in the year of before she, before she dies, because she finds him, and he doesn't realize who she was until eight years later. Well, I mean... So she's going to have to do a Google search for him in that year, basically. Which is just, she has to time travel in real time to the future... Right. And then when it gets 1970, it gets to 2018, she types in the guy's name and playwright because she knew he wrote plays. Uh, yeah. And that's only if she knew he time traveled somehow. And then I would be like, holy fuck, let's find this guy and work on time travel stuff. Like, what am I doing here? Right. I mean, he. we could have him explain like he went to X college to write 
plays. His problem was that he said, I'm a playwright and my plays are popular and good. And Christopher Plummer, who was in the theater industry, at no point calls anyone or calls him yeah. on it even. Like, name a play, Christopher Reeve. I, I know them all. Yeah. It's 1912. There's not that much going on. I don't know. There's too many problems with this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, but if he drops the penny it's- and she sees it. That that's where it starts, but then I mean we have we have our paradox loop, but at least it makes sense because right now she, there's no reason, there's no impetus for her to come find him. And if mm. she did, like, like why would she know that he was a young a young man? Right, because he didn't. I mean, well, she would know that he. I mean, I have coins that are. I don't only have coins from 2018, right? That's true. That's oh my gosh. For, for all yeah. she knows, he's from yeah, he here. Brings tw- back a twenty-year-old yeah. coin. Yeah. Then she finds me as a baby. He's like a two-year-old baby. Well, I gotta wait till he's a man or something to talk about our love. There's all sorts of like weird, twisty stuff you could do with this movie, like that. All but you do end up in like a weird. Um, I forget which paradox it is, like a grandfather paradox situation, basically. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the question of how the time travel happens, and the answer to this question can just be magic, basically, has to be I'm resolved. Fine with, I'm fine with I'm I'm fine with love being the imp, you know the the catalyst for time travel. Love magic. It's love magic makes it happen. But it's also so weird, you know, the, the idea that it's just, it's this, it's these two people forever stuck in an infinite loop. Right. But. Until he dies. What's even, what would be even more messed up is that not only are they stuck in the loop, but the only happy time of it is that there's about four days that are good, and then there's about 70 repeating years that are just misery. No, no, no. If, if for him, it's four days that are good, and then he dies immediately after right. the next day, and then she spends 60 years sullen and sad. But she's trapped in that loop. She gives him the pocket watch that he gives to her in the past. But she, I mean, and yeah, yeah, obviously, but she's only have to loop once then because she's like, okay, she'd have to, she would know... Like that's what that's the question. Nineteen seventy nines. Elise knows that this guy's a time a time traveler, but he just doesn't know it yet. And so she says, "Come find me." Why didn't she just come? Why didn't she says, "Hey, can we talk back at my house? I need to tell you something." Because if she, hmm, yeah, I don't. Uh, she would probably break it. How would she know that he could come back to her? She should have come to him well, and said, he, he, it is you. That should have been how it happened, right? Because come back to me is yeah, meaningless is in the rest of this movie, more or less. Yeah. Uh, huh. Let's start fixing it and making it better. Also, fun fact, this is still one of the most highest grossing films in China. Okay. That works for me. Just a fun fact. Yeah. Let's hear some of your pitches to make this movie better. Right. I mean, we just have we got we got some more options here, right? She doesn't have to be a, a in the theater. 
She could be a musician. Yes, he could. He could. He could put on a record and you know, get whisked away. Oh my back gosh, in time. he's listening to her record in, in present day, mm-hmm. and he likes her already, kind of thing. Like he played that he knows who it is. Yeah, I mean, maybe that that could be part of it. Is that you know he can he can get a sense of her from. I mean, nineteen fifty isn't. If I was going to do that, I would move the timeline up to where she ends up being like a Janis Joplin-y, folk singer-y kind of person. Uh, I don't like that so much. It, I mean, the the in the nineteen fifty, but but that person would have a personal connection to the music. It's not like this like corporate, you know, uh, payola radio radio lady. Well, what are what are right? the top hits of nineteen fifty? What are the top hits of nineteen fifty? Couldn't tell you. I'm going to do a little Google search right now. Uh, I suspect 1950. We're probably in. It's still in like the, uh, like in Sinatra land, right? You got Mona Lisa by Nat King Cole. You got some Bing Crosby going on. You got Sammy right. Kay. You got. Um, My foolish heart, stuff like that. So I mean, Good Night Irene. You know, you've got some good, good old songs. I think what we see is we see current day Richard just hits a Spotify Spotify playlist. Like uh I don't know about that. It's, it's hits of the fifties. And this one song comes on and he's like, Holy cow, how, why do I know this song? Why do I I don't I don't know I don't know this song. Why but why do I know it so much basically? And that's that's the photograph basically that shows him that so he looks up who is this artist? Da 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 and finds out all about her that way. Right, yeah, I mean, I would still probably move things up in time a little bit. And if we go a couple years later... What if we go, like, mid mid to late 50s? Then we're talking, like, Nat King Cole and Mac the Knife and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, we're talking That's Elvis. It's like 57, 58. Yeah, but Elvis is what kicks off, like, the youth culture, poppy sort of thing, you know? So you're saying, like, 55... Before Elvis? 50, 55, 56, something like that, yeah. And it could be... You're looking at Unchained Melody? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, that's the exact sort of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Mr. Sandman? The five dudes in a suit with a haircut, precisely. Not the, not Bing I'm Crosby. Looking, I'm looking at a... Right. I'm looking at a, uh, a Billboard chart top songs of 1955. Yeah. It's like the same song six different times by different artists. Like, that's the era we're talking right. about when you could... All record the same song and have it be a top hit. Well, yeah, because they, they had regional radio networks, so if you hit somewhere, right. you could you could still be doing good. You got sixteen tons. Oh, good song. You know, I got all all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bill Haley and his comments rock around the clock. Yeah, you know, I was I was wondering about where uh, Buddy Holly was and all this. Like Buddy, I'm not seeing Buddy Holly yet. I'm seeing a lot of Pat Boone. Like if if you told me that Buddy Holly appeared in this movie somehow, I would I would maybe be okay with that. I think Buddy Holly's a little bit a little bit earlier. Is that right? No, he's a little bit later probably then, right? And he's not too much later. 1956. We're talking about Elvis Presley as a top like four hits yeah, here. Yeah. Little Dean Martin coming in. Buddy Holly died in 1959. Okay. 
Let's see. 1958 was was every day. Yeah, let's make it a straight 60 years. Okay, so 1958. 1958. I like that. That all lines up. Our top hits that year were... We got Witch Doctor was the top hit. Tequila. Yeah. Nope, this is great. People Eater. Uh Uh-huh. Get a job. Yep. Novelty songs. Yakety yak. Don't come back. Rockin' Robin, Tom Dooley. We got some good songs. This is a good year. Yeah, this is this is the year I want. Okay. So she could be like someone who was basically who who maybe fl- was a flash in the pan right there, and then because of the things that that are about to be caused by him coming back in time, she becomes ultra obscure, right? Well, she yeah, she never records another song again. Sure. Yeah. 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 Which turns and because she never in, in, in this story she never acted again right she stopped acting or something uh, like that right yeah according according which means he had to have gone back like yeah there's a time loop going on because she only stopped acting because he vanished after he looked at his hand real hard yeah uh, th- let's move on let's we've we've okay. done this enough okay so yeah she's a one hit wonder from the 1950s the late 1950s he hears her randomly on a spotify playlist and goes how do why do i know this song i i've never heard this before but i know this song and and, and that's where he starts to dig in deep he goes he goes yeah. to rca he goes to Capitol records to their archives who is this who is this lady you know because maybe he's mm-hmm. a songwriter he's a songwriter of today yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh but she's not gonna like the kind and of music s- he writes no, no, when he goes back in time, it turns out he wrote this song. He just doesn't know it How yet. would he have heard the song in the present if she had... That's the thing. He, he that, that, one, um, that one concerto that they keep hearing throughout the movie, the one that she has in the music box, the one that plays every time they're on screen, that's their theme or whatever. Like, he doesn't know that he knows it, but he knows it because he wrote it back in 1957 or whatever it was. Right, 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 right. Which means... And it's the song he wrote for her. It's a song he wrote for her, about her, and how much he loves her kind of thing. Oh, but what if it's a song about how, like... And then she records it. It needs to be a song... The song like, I'm not going to write you a song here, but... Uh, no. I feel like the song would be better if it was a sad song. And so, like, his whole thing is, like, he wants to know about why she's so sad... But he goes back in time, and then he vanishes, and that's why she's so sad. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he he wrote it uh, for her, like as maybe like it's a, it's a ballad. I love you so much, but you're not. You know, it's it's one of those old songs where they sing about something that's not around. Right, they right. love something that's not around, right? He writes it, disappears, then she records it, right, as a sadder song that would have normally been, kind of thing. Then in the few, then in the present time, 2018. Why do I know this song? Why do I know this? Why do I know this song? He's, you know, he's saying, writer's block, hasn't had a hit song in a couple of years, you know? Yeah. Why do I know this? And then, you know, brings it back kind of thing, or realizes he's the one that even dang wrote it. Yeah, yeah, that that works. Then then we end up, William Robinson ends up in sort of the same sort of situation as a manager type. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He needs to be. He needs to be more evil. He needs to break at some point, right? And be like, "You can't do this." Like he needs to be like, "You can't do this to me," right? It needs to become all about him. She's his meal ticket, and if she goes running exactly. off with some guy, like that's like he's done. 
and she need, he need, he needs to tell her that like oh look at this note that I found on his typewriter it was an it's a letter to you but he really he wrote it saying like oh, I never want to see you again you're you're not what I thought you would be like he breaks them up basically more or less that's yeah. the trope that's what normally happens is the whole like he told me he never wants to see you again isn't that strange yeah, although now I'm imagining a weird scenario where he like is like, okay, here's what I know. This guy's a musician. I'll get him in with uh, this British guy, George Martin, uh, and he he can right. play some music for him. And and Richard is uh, is threatened with accidentally becoming the Beatles or something. Like he he knows all the sure. songs. He could just he could just cruise for the next decade and just <laughs> <laughs> no, because the second he knows he knows the song, whoop. He's gone. That's true. That's true. He plays the he plays the the C chord from Hard Day's Night, and it, it just blasts <laughs> him forward in time. Not again. I have to I have to hypnotize myself back to the back to the past. I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing where he can't become aware of the future, or else or else he'll get sent back forward in time. It seems too harsh. It seems a little harsh. I. I kind of like the idea that he accident like he did all this stuff to try and not bring anything back in time with him, and he accidentally like that kind of awareness of it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, despite the fact that it was shot like real weird and it was unintentionally funny, like I I get it, but he would not be able to go a minute, and it's just like Senator John Kennedy today, and he would like he would <laughs> <laughs> he would know right. He would totally know. So are they meeting? Is it, is it a magic hotel? Is, are they meeting? Are they like she's, you know, in town on a tour? I guess the hotel could still have a theater and she could be doing her whole thing. Something like that. It could be fucking RCA Records. It could be the actual recording studio because that's still around and they still make music and stuff. You know. Yeah. And they could have like a, you know they'd have a hall of fame. They'd have a hall of records. They'd have a you know these are the golden records from the fifties or something. You know they'd have all that stuff. What if? You know what has a lot of old buildings? A college. What if she's on tour okay. and she's visiting that college? And so he's able to... Uh, we're going to end up with young people. But he's able to dig around and, and figure out why she was like... Maybe he has to sneak into... Like, there's the old dorm building from forever ago. No, you're making it too complicated. It's an old, re- it's recording studio. It's a recording studio. I, I mean, this is going to be a music movie why, all of a sudden. Why would he sleep in a recording studio? Like, why is he going back in time there? Because he's up all night trying to write a song, bro. I mean, Israel Kamakawiwiole recorded Somewhere Over the Rainbow at 3 o'clock in the morning in 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. And he's got writer's block. He's there at the piano. He falls asleep on the piano trying to write a song, you know? Okay, well, if he does... And he's looking for... He does that... Looking for inspiration, hmm. puts on a Spotify playlist, and goes, ah, what's, what is this song? Then he's going nutty at 3 o'clock in the morning through RCA's archives. Right. Okay, well, what I, I would like him to... I don't like the Spotify playlist element. If he falls asleep at a piano, then he needs to be awakened in the morning by, like, a Phil Spector guy... Like, he's already back yes, in time. Yes. He wakes up, he's got the big, bulky 50s headphones on, the full metal microphone, and some hippie dude with a cigarette. It's somebody, somebody wakes up and says, hey, man, we, 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 uh, we reserved this recording studio at 6 o'clock. What do you got to get out of here? Kind of thing. And it's Buddy Holly. That's where you get Buddy Holly. It's, 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 and it's Buddy, Buddy Holly. Holly yeah. The glasses. Wakes him up. Yeah. Yeah, but he's going to be dressed in 19, uh, he's going to be dressed in 2018 clothes. You know what? What is timeless, buddy? Is a suit, 
Buddy Holly wears the same suit. These guys with the same Smith wears today. I'd almost be okay with him just like quantum leaping into some body or something. No, 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 no quantum leap action. He just happens to be wearing a suit or hell, a fucking white t-shirt and blue jeans. He's going to have a cell phone with him. He's going to have so much future stuff on his ass. Not necessarily. I mean, th- there could be a sign on the, on the recording studio, no phones in the studio. Uh, okay, well, if that's the case, then he's going he's to go super nuts, right? He's going to outlaw no phones in the studio, no distractions. It's right. just going to be me here. Just me and the, me and the music. He's, gonna, he's going full Brian Wilson. Yeah. And he wakes up in 1958, and Buddy Holly wakes him up in the recording studio. And then he's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Right. Although now he's, since he's unintentionally going back in time, how's he going to buy anything? Yeah, he, he, needs, he needs to find her for a reason. Why? Well, that's the thing. He hears, he hears this song accidentally. Learns everything about her. Sure. And he he needs to know why she stopped cuz he's he's you know he's not making music any either he's he's you know why did you stop why did you stop yep and he has to go find her like this song is so good why did you stop making music maybe maybe he knows about her last like maybe she had a really good last concert right so he knows where she's going to be at a specific time and place and is able to track her down there I like the fact that he has to search for her. Yeah, but he already... Like, it wasn't this... He had, he, had, he had to find her. He already knows... it. Well, he didn't really... He knew where... Well, Christopher Reeve knew where she was going to be. He knew Ish. there was a theater. He knew that she was going to yeah, be at the hotel. Yeah, okay, I guess that's true. I mean, if it's, if it's a concert and she's like, you know, she does a good set and he's, he's charmed and everything, then he meets her back... He sneaks backstage because he knows the venue real well or whatever. Maybe the bouncer... Maybe the owner of the, the, the venue in the future is the bouncer in the past. Oh, sure. Little things like yeah, that. Yeah, and so he's able to, like, you know, like, oh, you like the Mets or whatever. Ah, da, 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 da. He's able to, you know, charm that sure. dude, get himself backstage. I'm fine with all that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. kicks off and the whole story. And he finds her, and then they, they, he, you know, he, she, well, that's, that's the problem. He has to find her when she has stopped making music already. No, but he's the reason she stopped. But he doesn't oh, know yeah. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she writes the last song, and that's the song that he wrote, basically. She performs one last song, and that's the song that he wrote about her. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'd have to be relatively close in time to all of this, because he'd have to sort of mix up the signals of when, when she stopped. If she stopped after he vanished but not before recording the song that he hears in the present. Or they, they were recording it together, or they, they, they were writing it together, and he was writing it while she was recording it kind of thing, and it comes out, it is set to come out, like, the next day, basically. And they're celebrating the night before. They, they, they fall in love, and they make love, and they awkwardly kiss. And he traverses her mouth. Art. And, like, you know, I can't believe this song that we wrote is going to come out tomorrow kind of thing. Why don't you put your name on it? No, no, no. This is your song. This is your song. Don't put my name on it. Which is why it never shows up that he wrote the song. Because that's the problem, too. You know, you know what could happen? Is that, uh, is that uh, Christopher Plummer could win in the end. And he... he what? You know, you got multi-track recording, right? 
he could he could take over the song sure. and remove the uh, Richard Collier track out of it, and that's why he didn't hear himself in it in the pat in the present. No, I'm saying I'm saying he's not a performer; he's just a songwriter. Oh, and so he's in the he's in the production booth while she's singing it. And you know they, they, he falls in love while she's singing the song that he wrote for her, and he's that's when he knows, oh my gosh! And they court over the next couple of weeks as the record is being pressed, and the night before the record comes out, it's like a, it's a Monday night because records come out on Tuesday for some reason. Mm-hmm. They're they're celebrating. They're they're having a glass of wine in front of the fire, and they're celebrating the record coming out. And that's when they fall in love, and that's Whoa. when he finds the penny in his pocket or whatever. They're falling in love pretty fast there. For him to immediately well, they fall in love with fast in this movie, bro. Well, that's tr- well. That was one of my main problems with it is that the uh, it was too much, too fast. He falls in love with her while she's recording it, and over the next couple of weeks, they kind of hang out and stuff sure, like that. Sure, sure. And it's the fifties, so you know they don't jump right into bed. It takes them a little bit of alcohol or takes them a little bit of time. And okay, well, this is the maybe night this before it's released. Then that he. After running into Buddy Holly, he ends up, and this is how he makes money as well, is he ends up getting himself a job at the recording studio, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm fine with all this. Sure. He, he's, in, he's in 1958 way longer than Christopher Reeve was in 1912. I'm fine with all this. But I'm, all I'm saying is they celebrate, and he goes back to 2018, the night before the record is released. That way, she has stopped making music, but the song comes out after he's gone. Because she wouldn't have recorded it, basically. Yeah, but why does he go... Like, how does... What's the mechanism by which he gets sent back? Who knows? I mean, he... He he has a penny. Like, it could be a penny again. It could be... It has to be something that physically throws him back, what you know? What if... Uh, could Christopher Plummer end up killing him? Could that be it? Or... The thing is, he gets hit they, by a car... He, they, they they make love and they fall asleep just like the piano. They, he falls asleep next to her. He wakes up not next to her. He's back in his apartment in 2018. But why? But why did he go back in the first place? Because he was in love with this musician and he had to do the thing or whatever. Yeah, okay. So it has to throw him back somehow. But then we have to explain that if you think about the future, it throws you back. Which is stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. I'm, I'm partially okay with just killing him. In the past brings him back to the present. Uh, okay, sure, but I mean that's the thing. They, it happens when they're at their most happy. Like like it, it it's just like holy shit, we're we're in love, and I'm gonna marry you, and a penny falls out of my dang pocket. You know. Yeah, but if he was there for long enough in the 1950s to get a job, he probably has different 1950s clothes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine with all this. Uh, it has to be something else. Maybe, okay, okay. It could be something, like, super stupid, right? Like, uh, he's he's gotten new clothes and all of that, um, and he needs to use a pay phone. What if she ends up... Those exist in the 50s? Yeah, pay phones exist in the 50s. What are you talking about? Okay, I don't know. So, so I, I like the idea of of him getting a a nineteen or a twenty eighteen coin of some sort. He's had it this whole time. Maybe he put it in a box in his apartment closet or something that he rents. She's like, "Oh, I did your laundry or whatever while you were away. Uh, here's your change." 
Sure, something like that. That way it could cycle back around to him. I found inadvertently bringing a coin back I found and the he not knowing. I don't know. In your pocket. Yeah. I don't know, a secret coin maybe, but then it, that feel like this didn't feel like a Twilight Zone twist. It didn't feel right, like that to me. Right, 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 right. Like her going like our life is so perfect. Hey, what's this funny coin? Who's who's what's this gold coin or whatever? What's the sack who's Sacagawea? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just feels too like, like thinner. We thanks for that pie, Dad. It was so good. She 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 says help, and he immediately goes, "I need somebody," and he he just gets sucked in time. <laughs> Something like yeah, it has to be. I don't know. He can't, but he can't bump into Buddy Holly then if if pop culture of of the. It's just any pop culture yeah. reference at all throws him back. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Patrick. What if this is maybe a little bit of a stretch? Uh-huh. He's literally wearing penny loafers. And they put a penny in the penny loafer, right? I don't like this right off the so bat. He, so he doesn't realize that he's brought back a future coin with him? Hmm. And they're getting hot and heavy in the nighttime, and he kicks off his shoes. Oh, we're getting into bed, and he kicks off his shoes. Out pops the penny, but he doesn't see it till the morning time. You know, it's like, oh, wakes up in the morning, and there's the penny on the floor. Whoop! And so he disappears before she even sees him gone. Because he gets up before her in the glow of the morning and gets to make a cup of coffee. What's this shiny thing that catches the morning light through the window? Gling, 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 gling. Shoe next to it. We don't even really tell what's going on. Penny. Zwoop, he's gone. She wakes up. He's gone. Eh. It's pretty tight. It's pretty solid and pretty we have tight. To, we have to keep him with his modern shoes then, which would in turn be a violation of the... Well, they've had, they've had, they've had penny loafers. But he, Fashion is cyclical, my had, friend. Fashion is cyclical. They had pennies in 1912, too. I'm just saying. The fact that it was the exact year he sees it, whoop, 2018, Penny. Zoom. That's going to be a real danger for him for, like, if he gets, like, a big desk calendar and flips to the end, you know, he might get sucked forward in a bad way. Well, it's, that's the thing. It's, 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 it's an actual item, you know? Not, that's what it is. It's not the fact that it's the memory of it. It's like it's, it's an actual item. Yeah. What if... So this pocket watch, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, we've found out the pocket watch. I don't necessarily need a pocket watch, but, like, what if he he goes out to the, the RC, RCA archives or whatever, right? And so yeah. he ends up digging up, like, maybe one of the things he does before he goes back is he digs out, like, a demo record or whatever. Like, like a very sure. specific item. You know, a specific label doesn't yeah, yeah, look yeah. normal. Um, and that, and it's never released, right? What if he spots sure. that demo record in the past, and that's what sucks him out? Would people be able to make that connection? Like it's at her apartment or something? Right. 
Right, and the record, and, and he could listen to the record, and it could be her recording, like, it could sound really messed up because it's her, not a record, maybe a reel-to-reel or something. No, that doesn't make sense. But you know what I mean? Okay. Like an item that exists and that he, he interacts with in both places. Oh, interacts with in both places. That's a lot better. You know? That, yeah, 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 that it's, it's the actual thing that he interacts with because he's interacted with it in, so far apart, zoop, it's, it, it undoes the time stuff. What, That's pretty smart. What if, okay, additionally, what if he doesn't know that he's from the future when he gets into the past? He's got some, kind, some of kind of an amnesia, maybe. He has kind of like a, it's a, like, what's the, um, not the Truman Show, the, the Majestic. Jim Carrey, he... He washes ashore on into a, a small town. He doesn't know who he is, but he becomes this person, and then his past catches up to him and says, "Like, no, you're really this other person. You're like a you're like a communist, and you ran away because you were an actor. Uh, this is all this is all in the majestic, by the way. You're an actor, and you ran away because you were on the blacklist. Basically, he steals that. That's how you ended steals up that kid's medal of honor. I really don't yeah. like that movie, but but you know what I mean. Like, what if he's he's disoriented in the past? He has an urge to like he 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 knows things he he feels like he has to do he has to track her down he's he's got an attraction to her he finds the demo record though in her apartment it zaps him back like he realizes oh fuck I'm 2018 dude that's what it is that's and yeah then it so sucks him back he, to the he wakes up in the past yeah he wakes up in the past and he has a piece of paper in his pocket that had her name on it because he wrote it down. To, fu- to search for her later. So he's at his house listening to music. Her name comes up. Oh, shit. When I'm at work today, I need to look her up at the RCI cars. Write it, writes it down, puts it in his pocket. And so when he wakes up in the past, the only thing he has in his pockets, because he dumped everything else out, right, was a piece of paper with her, her name, name on like it. Like a Library of Congress number or something, right? So he could really track down yeah. the thing. Yeah. Right. Stuff happens. He butts heads with Christopher Plummer. Ends up getting sucked back to the present once he f- sort of realizes what what it is. Yeah, is that good? Does that work? Are we done? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it took a while to undo all the terrible knots this movie laid laid before us. Uh, does he still die at the end? I think. I think we leave it ambiguous. Yeah, I'd almost want an ambiguous shot of her, like, 1965. Like, maybe she's got, she's packing up and she wants to throw away her guitar or something, and she looks up, or you hear a voice. Like, maybe he gets back to her somehow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's again, right, stuck as, as, as a writer. Or, yeah, something. She's put away her music. She's putting away, and she looks up at the camera and kind of gives a, a wry smile. That's all we see. Right. I like that. Let's start. Let's start casting this boy quickly. Oh yeah! Well, we've had so much fun. We've got our three main characters: Richard, Elise, and William H Macy. William Robinson. William H Macy's in this movie. It's his first movie ever. No. He's in the first scene. Uh, he's, a, oh, he's, a, he's a theater critic. Uh, he has a sweater on his shirt. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you want to? Do you want to just do like a, a heavy match game? I'm not super strong about my Elise. I couldn't come up with someone good enough that I, I don't know. I couldn't match. 
we'd have to keep that in the show. Uh, yeah, let's let's do a quick match game. I wanted I wanted like a a, a good chin guy, right? Sure. Since we're having a musician lady, now I've got like multiple names spilling out of my brain. I sure. part part of the thing was it like uh Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve were both like mid late twenties. I don't know if we really okay. need to keep to the, I don't feel like there's anything particular that is forcing that to happen at this point. Uh I have K- Henry Cavill written down. I also have Henry Cavill written down. How stupid would that he, be that we cast Superman in this movie? He's a good chin boy, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if I like him here. I, I, I kind of had him as a stunt cast. But I'm like, you know what? I could see him as a fish out of water in a different time. Army Hammer is getting some pretty good buzz for his dramatic chops off of uh, that movie he's in this year. He's sure. a good chin guy. Mm, yeah. Nick Holt. As a younger man, he's 25. Nick Holt wouldn't be bad here, actually. I kind of like that. He, I mean, he he played 1950s boy in the X Men yeah. movies. You could put some, you have to put some like Buddy Holly ass glasses on that kid. Oh yeah, I mean, he's already worn them. That's what he did in X Men. And you could put him up against this one. I'm not. Did you say you didn't have a good Elise? Because I don't know if I have it. Like a, a super. I I didn't. I don't have what going written down. Who I've thought of now that we're doing a music yeah. one. I like mine quite a bit. Okay, where where are you? I have Zendaya. Zendaya has this person acted. Uh, she played Mary Jane in in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, oh, I see. She was also uh, in the latest in, in the um, in the Amazing Showman. The showman. The circus, the greatest showman, the circus movie, and that was a musical. And she said, "I mean, she's she's a recording artist, is what yeah. she is naturally, but she's an actress as mm. well. She was very good in the, in the in the Greatest Showman." Yeah, I've ended up. Nick Holt and Zendaya are appropriate ages for one another. I think so too. And she's a, she's a recording artist. You can sing. This is, True. This, we're gonna we're gonna fill this movie with music and the song that they write. That's gonna be the hit single that year at the Grammys. You know, it's gonna be them performing it on stage or at the Oscars. Yeah, best original song. Oscar. Yeah. Let's let's. This is the this is the falling slowly of twenty nineteen. Speaking of falling slowly, I do have Kristen Milioti written here, but she is. Is that the gal yeah, in honestly, the movie? No, she's the gal in the stage play. Um, and honestly, she's too old for Nick Holt. I like Zendaya. I like here as well. It's not to say there's anything wrong with okay, you. Okay, we got Nick Holt. Kristen Milioti. I still love you, but um, Nick Holt. Every time, every time I say Nick Holt, I want to shout Steve Holt. I do as well. We got Nick Holt, and we already have Zendaya. We got two out of three. Boom, boom, boom. Who do you have for the evil producer man? I have a man named uh, Ian Glenn. He is British. He is on Game of Thrones. Oh, is he in Bridge of Spies? Uh, I don't believe so. Have you watched Bridge of Spies recently? Because I've watched Bridge of Spies recently. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. What's his name? Ian Glenn? That is I-A-I-N. I, 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 in. Oh yeah, him. Sure, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's in. Um, he's in a. Sh- I've seen his face. Yeah, he's in a in a BBC show called was it Jack Taylor, where he plays an alcoholic ex cop. 
Oh man, that sounds awesome. But he's now he's a private detective in in, in the UK. I think I have somebody better. I have somebody better for an evil producer. Uh-huh. I have Mahershala Ali. I think we've put him in something recently. We've brought him up, I think, but we didn't put uh, him in I'm anything. Pretty but sure. Did you see him as a 19, 1950s, like a, with a turtleneck and a blazer? No, like, I follow. I follow. He gets all shitty, like he gets all shitty, like I know Nat King Cole, motherfucker, and you're gonna come in here and tell me what's up. I put Nat King Cole on the map, you know that kind of thing. It's a good voice, but I don't. For one, I don't know if I want to. For one, I'm pretty sure we've used him recently, and for two, I'm not positive. He's so good. He, yeah, that's why I don't want to put him in this movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, what I'm looking for is, like, a guy who's going to look good with, like, uh, palmade, comb-back hair, right? Ooh, what about Don Cheadle? Because Christopher Plummer was older in this movie, like, weird old, like, right. to be in love with her... But there's still the implication that they there it's a couple kind of thing, and Don Cheadle could be like the older I I knew I knew these jazz guys in 30s and 40s, and you want to come in here and tell me da, 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 da. I know talent and she's got it, and you're going to ruin her and this that and the other. You need to stay away. I'm Don Cheadle. I'll hit you with a baseball bat and the kneecaps. Yeah. What about John Hamm? John Hamm always looks good. Let's just we. America, we need to start a program to build a time machine to send John Hamm back to his appropriate age. We need to shoot him back to the 60s. That's where he belongs. That's sure. perhaps where he came maybe from. Maybe he's the man. Maybe maybe he's his story is that he's from a different time. He's just, I'm an actor. I need to come back to the 60s somehow. No, I don't know about that. Don Cheadle? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, in, in real life, John Hamm is a time traveler. Yeah. Uh... Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle. What about, you know, mm, I really want a cool black guy in this movie. I want like somebody really slick and cool, like Frozone from Incredibles. Yeah. What about Samuel L. Jackson? No, I was about to say, what about Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard has like a shitty guy face, if that makes sense. Terrence Howard is a is a. I mean, he needed hustle and flow. He's also insane. I like Terrence Howard. Um, oh he, yeah, he's nuts. He think he he came up with some theory as to why, like two plus two doesn't equal he four. He wasn't an Iron Man. He was an Iron Man, but he got kicked out of the, the MCU because he's nuts. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna write down Terrence Howard, and I'm gonna see how much you want to fight me to not write it down. I'm I'm okay with Terrence Howard. I'm okay with that. Also, if you watch the new if you watch the new Venom trailer. Tom Hardy sounds exactly like Terrence Howard when he's talking. Tom Hardy with an American accent sounds real weird. Go back and listen and say, wait a minute, is this Terrence Howard? I, I, I challenge you after we're done recording, go listen to that thing and think Terrence Howard in your head. Well, I'll get that spooled up on YouTube. We've got Nick Holt as Richard Collier, Elise McKenna played by uh, Zendaya, and Terrence Howard plays William Robinson, her overbearing music producer. If you're good with that, I'm going like to wrap this on up. And I'm going to send it somewhere in time uh, do up it. the tube while you tell those folks at home how to, you know, do that thing. Use the internet. Go to RemakeFactoryPod.com for, all, for this and all other episodes. You can also find us on Google Play and iTunes and, and any place else you get your old podcasts, like Stitcher like or Stitcher. wherever have you. Uh, RemakeFactoryPod at gmail.com is our email address if you want to shoot us. Song lyrics so we can turn into a time travel romance song. 
RFHS Pod is our Twitter handle and our Facebook handle. You can find us there and use the internet to do it. Yeah, let us know if we strayed too far from the original. I think we may have just come also, up with a completely new movie. I have a, <laughs> we have a I have a recommendation here. We don't do these very often on on the old show. Go to your Netflix and watch uh, When We First Met. It may, it's uh, got. I've seen that movie. It's got. Uh, it's pretty close. It, he he goes back in time to try to fall in love with this gal over and over and over again. It's a little Groundhog Day, a little bit of a uh, somewhere in time. It's true. It's funny and she's attractive. So it's that's our that's our recommendation spot of the week. Don't don't lump me into this. And I think we made a movie better than the first one. That's the whole point of the show. And until next time, I am Patrick. And I'm Jason. Please send help. Come back for me. Thinner.